This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Welcome to Cosmic Potato. The Super Fan Talk Podcast. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars. I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. Classic films, trivia games, and beyond. Come to the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. Now, on with the show. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, this super fan talk podcast, the show that knows that the kids on the Magic School Bus never had to have a single permission slip signed. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Sean Ray and John will be uh, joining us uh, momentarily, hopefully, but joining us in the virtual studio from the Wait You've Never Seen podcast that can be heard right here on CosmicPotato.com is Virginia Pickle. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. And also with us from the World War G podcast, which can also be heard right here on the network, Mr. Troy Wood. How's it going? Uh, Very well. Thanks. And we've got a topic that we're going to get to in just a couple minutes. Before we do that, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the season 11 premiere of Doctor Who. Please fast forward approximately seven minutes to avoid spoilers for the season premiere of Doctor Who. Uh, Did you guys get to watch it? Yes. I did not. You haven't watched it? Okay. Um, Well, I got lucky this time because usually when Doctor Who comes on, I'm at work. So I usually have to wait until the following week to watch it. But with this premiere, they decided to do a global simulcast. So when the UK got it at like 6.30 in the evening... It aired here at the same time, which was twelve thirty in the afternoon. So we got I got to watch oh, the nice. premiere at like twelve thirty in the afternoon, which was pretty cool. Um on, on Sunday afternoon. They're doing a thing this season where they're not going to make as many episodes, but the episodes are gonna be longer. I think they're gonna be two hour episodes, but they're only gonna do I forget, I wanna say eight or nine episodes instead of the usual thirteen or fourteen that they usually do. But uh mm. Virginia, what do you think? I, well, full disclosure, I um, haven't seen any of Peter Capaldi's episodes. I've seen the rest of them. So it's been a while since I've watched Doctor Who, but I loved it. I loved everything about it. I love her. I love the, who I hope are going to be the companions, Yaz and Ryan. I was really sad about Ryan's grandmother. So like everything that they were wanting me to feel, I was feeling it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, shit. No, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I, I, I get the sense that I don't know if all three of the companions that we had there at the end of the episode are going to be there long term. Um, I'm thinking at least two of them are. You know, I don't know about the older guy if he's going to stick around as, as, as a companion, you know, for a long time. But. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool that they're doing like a they're it's almost like team team doctor, you know, you've got four you got four people including the doctor and and they're they're kind of like on this uh on this team or whatever. Um I think that this is probably 
the best introduction episode that I can remember any of the doctors having since the uh, since the show came back in 2005. Um, it established her personality really well. Even, you know, mm-hmm. early on, even though they were kind of doing the old, I can't remember who I am kind of thing, you know, right. and, yeah. and they introduced the new companions really well. And, um, they, uh, it, it, they had a pretty scary bad guy, uh, yeah. kind of monster of the week kind of thing. The whole story kind of reminded me of the predator. It was like, it's the doctor versus the predator. <laughs> Right. He had, uh, he was, uh, uh, he was on a hunt. He was hunting humans and he had this, uh, he had teeth. When he killed somebody, he'd take their, he'd take one of their teeth and embed it in his face. So he had his teeth were just covered, or his face was just covered in teeth. Which is really I thought he would be more insectoid based on the helmet, you know? Yeah. Because it had like all of those windows that look kind of like insect eyes. But when he took off his helmet, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like I literally said it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, what's going to happen this season. I thought, I think, I thought that Jodie Whittaker was great as the doctor. I mean, yeah, she's the first female doctor and that's a, that's a big deal. But it only took her one scene. I felt, in my opinion, I felt that in that first scene she established herself that she is the doctor. You know, she she had the confidence. Uh, she was funny. She at the end of the episode, or towards the end of the episode, when she finally got her got all of her memories back and everything, and she said, "I'm the doctor." I got to chill up my spine. <laughs> Me too. You know, so, um, I well, think, and I li- oh, go, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, um, well, I liked towards the beginning of the episode where I think, um, Grace says like, Oh ma'am, you have to do it. And she says, what did, what did you call me? And she said, ma'am, Oh, I'm a woman. Does it suit me? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's just kind of how they address the, um, Oh my God, there has to be a female. Like, I thought that was just kind of a funny sort of clever way to just be like, sit down and just enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's the doctor. Get over it. You know, that this, this is who she is. And I mean, it's not, they've been setting up this for a long time. I mean, we, we, we knew a while back that, you know, Jodie Whittaker was going to play the doctor and, and uh, the doctor was going to be a female this time around, but they've been setting up for the last two or three years that the doctor could be female. You know, when it, when the master came uh-huh. back and the master was a female that sealed it right then. Yeah. The doctor can be a female because the master and the doctor are from the same species, you know? So if the master can be a woman, then so can the doctor, you know, it's just, it's bound to happen eventually. So. Well, even when, uh, when, uh, the David Tennant, he was the 10th, right? David Tennant. Yeah. yeah. Um, went to Matt Smith. Well, Matt Smith had that longish hair and he said something like when he was regenerating, like, Oh my God, is what's the, the hair? Am I a woman? Like something like that. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when, um, Peter Capaldi finally, uh, regenerated at the end, you know, he, or she, Jody Whitaker looks in the mirror and sees her face and realizes that she's a woman and says, Oh, brilliant. <laughs> like he's just excited to be doing something different, you know? <laughs> so, 
All right. So, uh, and also the fact that there was no TARDIS in the entire episode, I, yes. I was expecting them to find the TARDIS by the end, but they didn't, you know, they did. And I don't know if that's going to be like a season long thing, but, uh, it would be interesting if it did. I mean, if they yeah. did that, they haven't done that in a long time. They did, uh, the, the, I want to say the second, the, the, the third doctor, the third doctor, there was something wrong with his TARDIS and he couldn't leave Earth. And it was really for budget reasons for the show. You know, that they, they, they didn't want to do a bunch of interplanetary episodes oh, because I they see. they were so expensive. So they just said, hey, let's make a season where there's something wrong with the TARDIS. He can't leave Earth. So he's got to have all his adventures <laughs> here, you know. I know they're not. that's not why they're doing this now. But um, yeah. it would be interesting if they went like the entire season and she can't find the TARDIS. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, uh, okay. Um, and I think, I think Dr. Who is in, is in good hands. Um, I agree. All right. So our topic tonight is that there's this new fad in, in TV where they want to take a show that went off the air 10, 15, 20 years ago, and they want to bring it back for another season starring the same cast. They update the storyline so that it takes place in present day. The kids have usually all grown up and, and they have kids of their own. I'm talking about things like The X-Files, uh, Roseanne, Full House, Boy Meets World, Murphy Brown. You know, they've all returned in the last couple of years and created content. Did you guys see the reunion of Murphy Brown? Have you guys watched that at all? Uh, I haven't yet. Okay. No, me neither. Troy, you're probably you, you're probably too young to remember Murphy Brown when she was on when that show was on originally, right? No, I I do have vague memories, although I think maybe I was catching it in reruns. Yeah, but I do I do remember watching it. Yeah, I liked that show when it was on, and I was looking forward to it when I heard that they were that they were going to come back, and I watched the pilot. I think John is available. Okay, hold on just a second. Let me see. Let me, yes. let me let me just see if I can invite him to Oh, here he is. He's here. Okay. <laughs> here here I, here I is. You there you is. Okay. Uh I was I was just talking about the um the Murphy Brown reunion. Have you watched it at all? I did. The the thing Man. is I liked Murphy Brown when it was on originally. Uh but I was in high school when that show was on. I remember quite a bit about it. I remember all the um, all the stuff that happened when she decided to have a baby out of wedlock, and she got into this big uh, what today it would probably be a Twitter battle, but back then it was just a, a back and forth in the media with uh, Dan Quayle because he was oh she shouldn't be having a baby out of wedlock that kind of stuff. <laughs> that uh, first episode that I watched was a little too. I'm Chunky. not. I'm not a. Donald Trump fan, but that was a little too much. Hey, let me make a bunch of jokes about Donald Trump. <clears throat> I get enough Donald Trump before primetime TV. I don't really, yeah, <laughs> you know, no kidding. that's when I want to kind of zone out of that kind of stuff. So the fact that the whole episode just seemed to be one Trump joke after another kind of got on my nerves after a while. But, uh, and I haven't, I haven't watched any of the episodes that have come out since then. So I don't, I don't know if I will. <laughs> Candace Bergen, I, I think, is great in 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 everything that I see her in, but just there was just something about that. It may just been that episode. I don't know, but I suspect that'll be 
probably the theme of the show. Like, it, I mean, not that that's necessarily the focus of every episode, mm-hmm. but it's, I mean, yeah, I just, uh, meh. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was okay. It was okay. It was, it was, it was very sitcom jokes. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, I, d- does not excite me. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I was fine. I was expecting that. I was just, and I was expecting some Trump jokes. I just wasn't expecting a half hour of Trump jokes. <laughs> um, but the assignment for tonight's episode is what TV show from yesteryear would you like to see come back and do a new season? And then we're going to pitch the idea. We're going to tell what we think the story could be that would be able to bring those characters back. Uh, how would you update it? If you're picking a show where one or more of the cast has has passed away since the original show was on, how would you fill that that hole? Would you recast the part, or would you create a new character to kind of fill that role? And who would the actor or the actress be? You know, so we'll just go around. Uh, Troy, uh, why don't you start? What, what would be okay. your first one? Um, I well, I was thinking about this. Um. I was going back and looking at some older sitcoms, maybe some older dramas, and then I started looking at uh, cartoons because I know they're bringing back Animaniacs, which I'm very excited for. Um, and then I started thinking of those kind of weird uh, mid to late '90s uh, cartoons that were on MTV. Um, yeah, you know, like like Beavis and Butthead and those, and and I thought, you know. I think they should bring back. I think it's it'd be relevant. They should bring back Daria, and have her. Uh, this 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 would be my pitch. Have her be obviously she's out of high school. Have her be in her mid thirties, early mid thirties. Uh, have her be you know a total liberal, you know a total social justice warrior, feminist, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And the way you bring it into the mall modern world is you have her be a, a vlogger or a blogger or um you know have her have like a, a political youtube channel or something like that where you can satire politics you can satire the social media age um you know you can you, you can have all that stuff look through in that snarky um lens that that daria had back in the day I think that'd be pretty cool. And I think if if the original animators or company couldn't do it, I think maybe the guys who did Bob's Burgers, um, yeah. I think uh-huh. I think they'd be a good animation studio to do it. But yeah, that that was that was my choice. I think um and while you were talking I looked it up and they have announced this year that they are going to uh reboot I don't know if it's gonna be a like a uh, continuation. It says reboot. So that they're going to reboot the show and it's going to be called Daria and Jody. Uh, oh, really? It doesn't really say anything else about it other than it's going to be, it's going to stream on Hulu and it doesn't wow. say when it's going to happen or anything like that. It's just, it's in development in MTV studios that MTV is supposed to be reviving several projects. You know, they, they revived uh, Beavis and Butthead a few years ago. They did. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, and I watched it. A couple of them were kind of funny, but you know, it, it just they they couldn't recapture what they had the first time. And 
part of it was that you know one of the things that Beavis and Butthead were great at is that they um, they would watch those music videos and they would make fun of those music videos. But mm-hmm. they didn't do that this time around. They sat around. They were like making fun of episodes of Sixteen and Pregnant, you know. Right. Which right, I think, well, is, I, which I think is telling because MTV doesn't really show a lot of music videos anymore. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. So the fact that they weren't watching music videos, I think, was kind of uh, a parody on the fact that MTV doesn't show them anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you want to watch a music video, you have to watch it on YouTube, basically. So, okay. Uh, Virginia, what about you? What's your first one? Well, I spent many a Saturday morning watching Saved by the Bell. <laughs> and they they did a lot of, um, I think when we first started with that show, they were like freshmen in high school or something. So they went all through high school. Then they had like this special where they went to Hawaii and then they had this special where like um, Zach and Kelly got married Hmm. and then they even tried to do like college years, which did not work out. But see what I would want them to do is where they all come back. I haven't decided if I haven't decided if I want Zach and Kelly to still be married or not. That's still kind of up in the air, (laughs) but um, they all live in the same apartment building and Mr. Belding, of course, is there as the uh, landlord, the super, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And then um, Zach, Kelly, and Slater, they all work at the same TV station because Zach is a news anchor. Kelly is the meteorologist. Remember, she used to give the weather reports in her bikini. Yes, yeah, right. And then Slater is like the sports guy. And then... Jessie, with her feminist pro uh, ideas, is uh, she works at Planned Parenthood or something. Um, Lisa, of course, interior designer, and then Screech works at the comic book store. <laughs> Hi, Jinx and Sue. Nice. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I like that he said Mr. Belding is the landlord. I don't know if you guys, which, I mean, my kids were younger, so I, I saw a lot of this kind of stuff. But on the Disney Channel, there used to be a show called um, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yes. And it's about a couple My of kids. I love that. Yeah. It's about a couple of kids that basically lived in this uh, high end hotel because their mom worked there. And uh, a few seasons in, they decided to move the show from the hotel and put them on uh, a cruise ship. <clears throat> and they changed the name of the show to yes. The Sweet Life on Deck or something like that. But they had yes. to find a reason for everybody that worked at the hotel to now work on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I can see that. I'd like to see a uh, a reunion of um, Saved by the Bell. I doubt any. I doubt. I really doubt that Screech would be there just because, from everything that I've read, everybody on the show <laughs> hated him. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, and anyone, if he got parole, he's been in and out of jail. Oh, has Screech. he? Oh, the, yeah. The la- the only thing that I knew about him after Saved by the Bell is that he. Kind of, sort of made a porno, but then they kind of found out that he wasn't really the guy in the porno. He was just telling people that he was so that he could make money off of it. (laughs) He made like this amateur movie called Screeched. Oh my God. (laughs) And it wasn't him. I mean, he was in the beginning of it, but then when the action actually started, it wasn't him. So (laughs) (laughs) we'll return after these messages. 
Hey, you listeners. Do I have everybody's attention now? Do you like professional wrestling? What? If so, you'll love Review-O-Mania, where Rob and Zach break down every WrestleMania. You'll hear about great epic matches by the likes of Hulk Hogan. And what you gonna do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world run wild on you? Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah! Ric Flair. Get stealing! Woo! Wheeling, dealing! Limousine right! Jet flying! Son of a gun! Bret Hart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be! Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart, you are a zero, my hero. John Cena. The chair is here! Brock Lesnar. Suplex City, bitch. And so many more that I don't have time to even name. Check out Review Mania right here on CosmicPotato.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker. It's a happening right here on CosmicPotato.com. Hey everybody, I'm Troy. And I'm AJ. And we are the hosts of the World War G podcast, along with Colton, but he's not here right now. Yes, yeah, so pay no attention. Uh, and we're a podcast about everything geek. We talk about uh, movies, television, video games, comic books. Uh, we got movie commentaries, the occasional taste tests, like these lovely pina colada Oreos. Just don't try the Coke ones. No. Dang. What do we say after that? <laughs> Dang it. Um, so oh, okay. I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can find us right here at CosmicPotato.com or at WorldWarG.Podbean.com. Or wherever else you get your podcasting fix. And as always, stay geeky, my friends. Hello, this is Will Wheaton. Yes, that Will Wheaton. No, no, the other the other Will Wheaton. You are the worst. You're listening to the Cosmic Potato. John, are you there? I'm here. What's your first one on your list? Um, uh, I'll do this one first. Um, so this one only works if you divorce it from the MCU. Okay. It's got to it's got to be its own separate thing. Uh, but they should uh, bring back the Incredible Hulk. So the 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 hmm. the Bill Bixby Incredible Hulk, obviously not Bill Bixby anymore. So so yeah, it's like but but everyone's old. He's old. How would you do it? Here's how I do it. All right. So if you remember, the Hulk he went from town to town, and he was uh, uh, you know he <laughs> he didn't love him and leave him. I was about to. I'm sorry. That's a different show. That's not the show I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> So he'd get on these little adventures, and then you know the Hulk would show up, and he'd have to leave, right? But he was eternally pursued by uh, this reporter. I don't, I don't remember who the reporter's name was, but yeah, yeah. He so he'd be our end to the to the modern version of this. So the Hulk, no one's heard from the Hulk in years. Um, the reporter's retired, and you know he's living his life, and all of a sudden. Like he, he, he starts hearing whispers, like, you know, people start sending the messages of this big shadowy figure that looks like the Hulk. Like people are putting it in his inbox. No one can see it clearly, but it's, I mean, he's, you know, he's 10 feet tall and he's huge and it seems like the Hulk, but he's always kind of in shadow. So the reporter, so we're, we'll start off the first episode, we'll start with the reporter. So he's trying to track him down. 
and uh, he starts hearing these stories. And but like the more information he gets, like the the reports are kind of conflicting because eyewitnesses. Well, he's not always green. Sometimes he's green. Sometimes he's red. Sometimes he's purple. Sometimes he's gray. And so he's trying to piece all this together. And uh, we as the audience will see glimpses of the Hulk doing his thing. And it's and he seems different to us, too. Sometimes he's smart. Sometimes he's not smart. Sometimes he's... It, but like they all have different personalities. And several episodes in, we find out um, that it's uh, it's different hulks from various alternate uh, universes, and they were doing something, and you know they come up with some sci-fi comic book reason why. But a bunch of different um, Bruce Banners and a bunch of different hulks um, have appeared on our Earth, and. From there, you know, possibilities are endless. You could, we could follow. I figured we would stick mainly with one of these Hulks, the one that's most like the Hulk that we knew mm-hmm. from some other world. And he just wants to be left alone. He wants to be human. And he seems, he feels like it's kind of his duty to help. I mean, we'll start with the old reporter, but he's old. So maybe he'll pass it off to his sidekick or whatever. But it, it's part of his duty to help track down the other Hulks and try to send everybody back to their universe. And, you know, some of them are helpful. Some of them are malicious. Some of them are, you know, super smart. Maybe a couple of them are evil. Some of them maybe team up and try to do their own thing, whatever. But a bunch of hulks. Yeah. And go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, it would have to work that way because the Hulk died in that series. Yeah. He died in the... uh... The, the, they did a TV movie called yeah. Death of the Incredible Death, Hulk. Oh, yeah, yeah. What ha- what happened in that? He fell out of a helicopter. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he fell about seven feet from a helicopter and died. Yeah. Right, right. After getting shot and blown up for five seasons, years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, and like I said, obviously with the with the the interweaving Marvel universe, no, there's there's no. I mean, the Hulk wouldn't just show up because everybody knows what the Hulk looks like. But in in an old school um, '70s TV show, mm-hmm. Hulk, you know, he was he was he was like a rumor. He was like Bigfoot, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so, and I, it, it would totally work. the 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 rule would be though, they have you have to see at least ten minutes of Hulk per episode. Like you don't have to see him clearly. You don't have to see. You know, but there needs you can't just follow the reporter. <laughs> yeah, because that's kind of interesting, but not enough for the show. So, like the first episode, like he's he's our in to reconnect with the Hulk, but after that, it's it's about the Hulk, and you got and you, you know you'd see these various Hulks. You know, there's like you know there's Monster Hulk, and there's you know, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of the rule for the Incredible Hulk back then. Was he would he would Hulk out twice in an episode, and the first yeah. time would be just for a minute or two, and then he would Hulk out for about the last five minutes of the show to to beat up who whoever needed beat up for that episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not really beat him up. He just kind of threw him across the room. <laughs> and I would be fine with you know if there are episodes where 
you know, where he doesn't transform. I mean, because because I, I want the 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 banner to be a, a real character too. Yeah. Because basically, what I remember from the show is okay, but when does Hulk show up? And I want, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want I want I want the actual, you know, Bruce Banner to be an interesting enough character. David Banner it was David Banner in the show. Oh, you're right, right, yeah. David. Yeah, David the, Bruce, I believe. The, the David producers Bruce thought that Bruce sounded gay, so they wouldn't let him call him Bruce. That is actual trivia. Hey, they they thought that the name Bruce sounded like a gay man, so they wouldn't let him name him Bruce. No, just because he rips off his shirt and runs around in purple shorts all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My first one is uh, Cheers. Surprise, surprise. Um. <laughs> Wasn't this your pick for the last one? No, 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 not not for actually doing a reunion where I actually pitched the idea. But I think that Cheers is ripe for a reunion because uh, when the show okay, so when the show ended, I don't know if you guys remember the Cheers finale, but Sam mm-hmm. Sam's still on the bar and all of the regulars were still there, you know. So this is the way that I would update the show. Sam still owns the bar. It's been 25 years since the last time that that we've seen them, and there have been almost no changes to the bar. I would take that little tiny TV out of the corner, and I would put a few big screen TVs around, you know, because people like to watch sports when they go to a bar. So I would have a couple of TVs around, and uh, just to kind of update everything. But other than that, it has the same feel. All the same decorations are still there. Sam's still a bachelor, but he's... An older guy, you know, he's like in his 60s now, so he's not chasing skirts anymore. You know, he's a recovering sex addict. Um, And Woody no longer works at the bar. You know, he ran for city council and he won in the last season. So he's now a congressman and he lives in Washington. Hopefully, you know, we would be able to get Woody Harrelson to come do at least like one episode or something like that. And Sam has hired a new bartender recently. Uh, I would name him Jack. He's a young guy in his 30s, played by Adam Scott. And he's kind of a a slinky ladies' man that kind of reminds Sam of himself when he was younger. Uh, Rebecca no longer is the manager of the bar. She got a job for a corporation a few years before. And she's kind of worked her way up. She's now vice president of that company. She's still married. She comes into the bar from time to time, mainly because her company bought Melville's, which was the restaurant that was upstairs from from Cheers, and they are continuously making Sam offers to buy the bar. Uh, Norm and Cliff haven't changed one bit, except that Cliff is now retired from the Postal Service. Uh, we saw his retirement party in an episode of Frasier. He moved to Florida for a while, but now he's back among his friends. Uh, Norm still works for the city of Boston as an accountant. Now this is where the where I would pull the story together. So in the first episode, I've thought about this a lot. In the yeah, first yeah. <laughs> in the first episode, a young woman of about thirty uh, comes in to answer an ad for a new manager. The bar, the Sam is hiring a new manager for the bar, and she is played by Lauren Lapkus from uh, Orange Is the New Black, and she plays on Big Bang Theory right now. She's the girl that's dating Stewart uh, on Big Bang Theory. Uh, over the course of the episode, we will find out that she is Sam's illegitimate daughter from one of his trysts many years ago. And uh, Sam hires her mainly because he wants to get to know her and make up for the years that he wasn't there. 
and to make things a little more complicated for him, uh, he'll discover that Jack has a thing for her, and the classic Sam Rebecca story is developing between those two characters, and with Sam uh, trying endlessly to keep them apart. <laughs> Hi, Jinx and Sue. <laughs> so that is how I would bring uh, Cheers back to uh, television. Nice. Ta-da. <laughs> okay, I'll throw it back over to Troy. What's your next one? Okay, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I just I had my mic turned off, but I wanted to be encouraging. That was good, Sean. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, my next one is we do a reboot of Perfect Strangers. <laughs> Hello, I almost picked, I almost picked that. I was this close. <laughs> Both um, Mark Lynn Baker and Bronson Pinchot are both still alive, so they both can do it. I'm sure they're more than happy to. Um, so what the premise would be this, is Cousin Larry uh, has been working at the same job for the last 30 years, and he gets all of a sudden fired. He gets let go. Um, he doesn't get any um, compensation, severance, none of that. All of a sudden, he's now broke. Um, and he, in classic sitcom fashion, he walks back to his apartment, finds that he's also been evicted for whatever reason. So now he's got nowhere to go. Well, who does he call but his cousin? <laughs> um, obviously, Bronson Pinchot who is now back at uh, Mipos and is actually doing very well for himself. He's become very independently wealthy. And so he flies Cousin Larry out, and now now it's become Cousin Larry, who's now the fish out of water. Now he's in a different country. He he sounds, you know, he's he's the quote-unquote foreigner. He sounds funny. Um, He's the... One that gets in has gotten in all these hijinks and stuff like that, um, and I'm sure you could easily squeeze a maybe two seasons out of this, out of that premise alone. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Have you got Have you seen the commercials that have been coming on lately? They're bringing TGI TGIF back to ABC with mm-hmm. some of the sitcoms that they have now, and they've oh, been really? they've been running these uh, ads where some of the stars from TGIF back in the 90s are supposedly training the new people on how to do TGIF. <laughs> so That's funny. you've got you've got Larry and Balky, they're there and they do the they do the dance of joy in one in one commercial and then you've got <laughs> um Carl from uh, Family Matters is there and Topanga from Boy Meets World is there. And they're like giving them lessons on how they're supposed to do the little pieces in between the commercials and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Virginia, what's the next one on your list? Okay. So the next one that I have is Murder, She Wrote. Mm. And Angela Lansbury is still alive as of the time we're taping (laughs) recording (laughs) this. I checked. (laughs) Wow. Um, She's 92 (laughs) years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously, um, 
I don't know if you're familiar with this longstanding fan theory that um, Jessica Fletcher is actually a serial killer who kills. That's why the people mm-hmm. die when she goes places. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say she's about to retire as her mystery writing. You know, she's 92 and she hires on unsuspecting nice girl. Zoe Deschanel, who would never suspect her of being a serial killer. So then Jessica Fletcher trains this new person to be the mystery writer slash serial killer. <laughs> it's kind of dark. Killer. Interesting. All right. So you're gonna take on you're gonna fully take on the persona of the of the theory that she's a serial killer and you're gonna she is a serial killer in your in your version. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. And she, and she's training I a new serial I- killer. Right, right. I can see it. It's a darker take. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's dark. 92-year-old like, serial like, killer. Yeah. Sounds like Showtime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Geriat- geriatric Dexter. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember, I, you know, I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of that show, but I remember it being on a lot when I was a kid because I think my grandmother was into it. But, um, I just remember, I, I thought Angela Lansbury was 90 something years old then. <laughs> uh, okay. John, what's the next one on your list? Um, pushing daisies. Oh yeah. This show didn't really have an ending. I mean, it, it just kind of got canceled. So they did kind of sort of a wrap up episode. Yeah. But they didn't, I mean, they could basically just pick up um, with the exact same plot. It's just, we just, because the, the for those of you who don't remember, uh, Pushing Daisies was, was it even the 90s? I think it was early 2000s. Yeah, it was the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, this um, unassuming pie maker um, has the ability to bring things back to life with a touch. Um. First touch brings something dead back to life, and the second touch kills it for good. Um, and uh, I think maybe the pilot episode, his his, his childhood crush, he reencounters her as an adult, um, and she is killed, and he brings her back to life, but he can't bring himself to touch her again and kill her. So, um, the plot of the show, generally speaking, uh, there's a cop, Chai McBride, uh, who knows that the pie maker can, can do this. So he's basically using him <laughs> to yeah. solve murders. So he, he's, he's like, um, you know, touch that guy and ask him who killed him. Right. <laughs> um, so the, that's, that's, that's the first, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 episodes. That's maybe actually in the first season. And then the plot kind of develops a little bit more from there. But it's never, I mean, there might be a season-long plot, but it's not like anything really, really changes. So they could, literally, they could pick up where they left off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the cop is a detective now. I think they I think they did this in like the last couple of episodes. The cop's a detective. The pie maker is still, they're, they're, they're a team. They're a crime-solving team. Along with the uh, not the ex dead girl 
whose name was Charlie, I think. And um, they figured out a way <laughs> the last season where they could be together without touching, which when you think about it, they can do a lot of stuff, <laughs> um, which was which is kind of the point that that got to. And, and the detective was like, well, what do you do? It's like, well, you can do a lot of stuff. Like, oh, okay, I guess you can't do a lot of stuff. So they can do a lot of stuff. So they're, so the three of them are still a crime-solving trio. And he still got magical powers. He still can't touch her. She's still dead. It's, 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 it, was a, it was a great show, not just in the kind of fantastic uh, plot of it, but also the way it was directed. It was in this almost candy-colored world. And the direction it was it was it was from um, Barry Sonnenfeld, who is the 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 guy who directed like Men in Black. So it's it's got that kind of wild zooming, almost Coen Brothers Tim Burton kind of visual aesthetic to it. Uh, it was it was a really great show. I don't know if it's still it was on Netflix for a while. I think it was on Hulu for a while. I'm not sure if you can still find it. I haven't seen it on there in a while, but. Um, yeah, but it's it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it, and it's um, it is ripe for renewal. Yeah, because there was so many questions that I had about that show that never got answered. Like uh, he touches somebody and they come back to life. Now, if he never touches them again, are they immortal? Yeah, do they age? Can they die? I, I don't know. And what happens, but... what happens to that person if he dies? You know, <laughs> but the fact that they never answered that leaves lots of room for the for the new series. Yeah. So so oh, Charlie looks older. Well, okay, I guess she ages now. Yeah. I mean, they never said she didn't. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that. That would. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> All right, and and they, and they should be able to get most of those actors back. Like they're stars, but they're not super duper stars. Lee Pace was the pie maker. Chai McBride, I think he's on Hawaii Five O now. Christian Chenoweth, uh, again a star, but she, I think she was actually she might have left the series actually even before the series ended because she was always pining after the pie maker who was in love with Charlie, and you know it's, she did like a big musical number. It's like you know what I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you can you can get bigger stars to sign on for TV stuff these days because they sign on to do these limited series. They exactly. won't, they won't sign on to say, yeah, I'm going to be indefinitely on your TV show for seasons and seasons. But if you say, oh yeah, we're going to make ten episodes of this and that's it, then you can get right bigger bigger names on your show. That's how they got Billy Bob Thornton to do uh, Fargo, you know, a couple of years ago. Well, yeah, I mean the. TV landscape is is full of Hollywood stars. Yeah. And the more I think about it, the more I really want to try to talk Netflix into bringing back Christian Daisies. Yeah, it's 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 really kind of a perfect Netflix show because it, it's 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 a lot like um, um, a series of unfortunate events, which they Netflix does. Right. Yeah. 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 After these messages, we'll be right back. So what's Captain Game Show? Well, the short answer is it's a podcast. The long answer is it's a light-hearted trivia wordplay thunderdome. I call this game dark and gritty kids. Natural stuff. born sequel. What's my motivation? Epic bird play. Advertising one oh one oh one. Rhyme cast. Mr. Dalek. 
life coach. I'll come up with games, and my guests come up with answers. He's got to put down the ducky if he wants to play the saxophone. The poor monogamy. Wolfgang Puck is Darkwing Duck. Me, Grimlock, is Tupac. My little pony friendship is magic might. Correct. <laughs> There's also improv, music, and an inordinate amount of rhyming. Good night, John Travolta, with Klingon-like hair. Good night, 3% rating. <laughs> you're tough, but you're fair. You can find Captain Game Show on CosmicPotato.com. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else you normally get your podcast. Round one, round two, final round. Fight! Oh. Attention, people of Earth! There's a new podcast on the Cosmic Potato Network. You should check out. It's called Wait, You've Never Seen? I'm Shane. And I'm Virginia, and I have no idea what that was. I'm so sorry for the old-timey voice. I can't promise it won't happen again, though. So, Virginia and I will be taking turns watching movies that one of us has never seen. Because I grew up under a rock and have a lot of catching up to do. I am uncultured, so Virginia will be showing me musicals and old-timey movies. Again, we can be heard on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. And on our website at waityouveneverseen.com. See you then! My next one is, and I've, I've kind of done this one on, a, on another episode, but I went a little more in detail this time. But uh, Quantum Leap, um, it would have to be, it would, it would be great to have this come back to do like a limited run of episodes. I, it would be with the understanding that Scott Bakula would be the only actor that would return because Dean Stockwell, who played Al, is way too old and sick, you know, to return to TV. But what I would do is Sam Beckett lost contact with Project Quantum Leap after the finale. So it's been 25 years since anybody's heard from him. The government shut down the project after about three years because they were they said that it was just a big money pit for them at that point. One employee by the name of Irving uh, Gushman, which was Gushy on the show, uh, continued to do research to try to find a way to find Sam until he died a few years later. Uh, his work was picked up by his grandson, Irving III, played by Elijah Wood. Uh, Irving finds an Elon Musk-type guy that is eccentric enough to want to sink money into building some new equipment. And uh, Irving knows that there is very little chance of finding Sam without some of his genetic material. And he looks through his father's logs and discovers that one of um, the old project scientist is Sammy Joe Fuller. Sammy Joe Fuller now is an actual character from Quantum Leap. Unbeknownst to her, but common knowledge to the higher-ups of the project, Sammy's father was actually Sam when he had leaped into the man that she thought was her father, and 
got with her mama. <laughs> Wait, you lost me. Okay, so who, who was Sammy Joe Fuller? Okay, on the show there was a, there was an episode of Quantum Leap where Sam leaped into this guy that uh, he he got with the guy's wife while he was there, you know. And uh, and they said at the end of the episode, Al kind of said that there was a girl that worked on the project by the name of Sammy Joe Fuller, who is basically Sam's daughter because of that engagement, that rendezvous. And but she doesn't know that Sam's her father. She thinks her father is the guy that Sam was leaped into at the time. You know. So what I would do in the in the show is I would bring her back because. This guy knows that he needs her DNA to be able to find Sam. So Sammy Joe is now 40 years old and she's played by Kimberly Cullum. And I picked Kimberly Cullum. She's the, you don't know her by name, but she played in the office. She played the girl that, she played the woman that Michael was always uh, infatuated with on the, in, on the office. And um, the reason I picked her is because she's the girl that played her mother in that episode, you know. So, um, Irving and Sammy relaunch the project and they're soon able to locate Sam. Uh, Sammy Joe enters the imaging chamber and is able to connect with him as a hologram. And he's been out there the whole time doing what he can to help people, but without knowledge from the future that Al used to give him. So he's just kind of been wandering around aimlessly. So they still don't know how to bring him home, but with her guiding him and giving him information from the future, he can now take on, you know, like his original mission mission. And uh, with the added bonus of connecting with his daughter and getting to know her. So that was a lot. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I would bring Quantum Leap back. All right. uh, Troy, what's the next one on your list? All right. So I have have one more. And um, buckle up. I've said the best for last. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I propose that they do a reboot of the Brady Bunch. <laughs> okay. Now, Go on. Oh, I'm. Oh, uh, trust me. They did more. that. They tried that. <laughs> I don't try it again, and here's why. Obviously, you'd have to recast um, the, the mom and dad because Robert Reed and Florence Henderson are dead. But what you can do then is cast Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler in those roles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Perfect. Okay. Um, All right. Now, the kids, it eh, doesn't matter. You can get any various kids. Um, but you could have, you, you said it still in the 70s, late 60s, early 70s. Uh, that way, you know, you can have Will Ferrell dress up in those awful suits with the giant collars and stuff, and it'd be hilarious, I'm sure. Um, and then you you bring back the original cast, the original six kids in various roles throughout the town. So, for example, I wrote down, uh, you could have Marie McCormick uh, maybe be the new Alice. She could be the maid. <laughs> uh, you bring back Eve Plum as maybe like a nosy neighbor or something like that. You bring back Susan Olsen as one of the kids' teachers, maybe like a high school teacher. Yeah. You bring back Barry Williams. He could either be the new Sam, where he could own the butcher shop, or 
since the 70s, he could own like a record store or a music store. Um, bring back Christopher Knight. I see him as like a middle school principal. And then uh, Mike Lookinland, you have him, I was undecided, he could either be like a mailman or like a random police officer that shows up every now and again. But you you keep kind of the same campiness that the original had, kind of the same uh, silly, you know, silly stories, but have that have kind of a moral at the very end. And but you play it straight, um, like they did. You know, you don't go for the big over the top comedy with Will Ferrell and all that. You you play it straight, and I you could either you could even have like you know, a live audience or laugh track or something. I don't know, but, um, yeah. And, and you throw it on Netflix, you give it like 10 episodes, like they did Fuller house. Mm-hmm. And I think you'd have, I think you'd have a hit right there. So you're wanting to do basically like the, the movies did where it's kind of, I mean, it's the Brady bunch, but it's really like a parody of the Brady bunch. Yeah. And I mean, the, the movies, they, they were very over the top. I mean, they were set in the modern world, like in the 90s, but they yeah. still dressing in the 70s. This one, it's in the 70s, and, you know, because Will Ferrell is excellent at being, at, at playing silly things, but playing it with a straight face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that'd be, I think that'd be awesome. I think that'd be hilarious if they did that. They did, um... They 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 tried to bring back the Brady Bunch once before. Well, actually, a couple of times because uh, mm-hmm. after the show went off the air, they brought them back as like a variety show, and this was still in the seventies. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and it was it was awful, but um, I, I remember in the nineties they made a Christmas movie. This Christmas movie still comes on every year. It's a very Brady Christmas movie something mm-hmm. very brady christmas or something like that and um brings back all the characters except that i think cindy was played by a different girl uh and then after that movie came out they decided hey let's just bring the show back and but they did it as an hour-long drama instead of a 30-minute sitcom <laughs> so it was an hour-long drama <laughs> called called the brady's and it was all the kids were adults you know Bobby had Bobby was a race car driver that had had an accident. And he was paralyzed from the waist down. <laughs> it was oh, strange, and it lasted. I have, what? What were you saying? I was going to say I have I have memories of this. Yeah, like they're they're flashing back now. Holy crap! It lasted I maybe one season, I think, and uh, yeah, it was it was strange because it was at the time that I don't know if you guys remember the TV show Thirty uh, Something. It mm-hmm. was a t- kind of a you know hour long drama with friends and family kind of kind of drama, and uh, that's kind of what this was trying to be is that kind kind of like Thirty Something, but Brady Something, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but and, it was just and- called the Bradys and. And didn't um, Maureen McCormick and Eve Plum have their own show for a while? They, yeah, they did. I know they made a they made a movie. They made a TV movie called something like the the Brady Girls Get Married or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was Marsha, right, Marsha, and Jan were getting married at the same time. 
And I think they tried to branch that off into a series that may may have lasted two or three episodes before <laughs> before it got canceled. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, uh, Virginia, you're next. Okay, um, my last one is not really a show. Um, it's just a idea that um, Shane and I had while we were having breakfast the other morning. Um, because I was trying to come up with um, different shows to talk about, and I think we got to because they've remade Roseanne. Well, which Becky would they pick for Roseanne, the first one or the second one? You know. Um, so, what about all of those characters who just kind of vanished, or they replaced them, or whatever? <laughs> so, I want to make a show. I give Shane 100% of the credit for the title, which is called Failure Force 5. <laughs> and there are two superpowers in this group. There's shape-shifting, which you have the first Darren from Bewitched, the first Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince, <laughs> and the first Becky from Roseanne. <laughs> and then you have the vanishing characters, like Judy from Family Matters, yeah, yeah and yeah. Richie's brother Chuck from Happy Days. Oh, that's brilliant. Wow. And they all that. use their powers to exact revenge on the TV executives who made the arbitrary decision to just dump them. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Yeah. Oh, I love it. There are a lot of shows that if you go back and watch the pilot, there's characters that just, I don't know, they disappeared or they get recast or, or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, when they're trying to work out what the show is uh, is going to be. But the weirdest one is, like you said, from Family Matters, she had a sister that just disappears. And yeah. it wasn't even like after mm -hmm. the first episode. It was like way into the first or second season. And they just decided, yeah. oh, that sister just doesn't exist anymore. She's gone. <laughs> Wait, was the, the mom had a sister? No, the, 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 the daughter. They had, like they had another daughter on Family Matters. Wow. In, in the first season. And then suddenly she was just gone. She wasn't there anymore. So what, so what you're saying is that family didn't matter. Yeah, that family. <laughs> <laughs> they had, they had, they need to change the title to some family matters. <laughs> family anti-matter. She just couldn't exist in the same yeah. universe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. John, what's the next one on your list? Uh, I've got one more real one and I've got an honorable mention. I'll do the real one. Um, uh, a different world. Um, oh, yeah. Once again, in the nineties, uh, <clears throat> this is there was a spinoff from the Cosby Show. I know what you're thinking, but it's fine <laughs> because by because by like season two, it really had almost nothing to. It really it, it existed in the same universe, but it really had nothing to do with like the Huxtable family because the 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 premise was. Um, Denise Huxtable went to Hillman and it was about her life in college but she dropped out yeah. <laughs> like after like season two she like she like dropped out of college uh, but the show went on and it, it was it was a really smart show um, and it, it was it was always kind of political like surprisingly political for a sitcom and it would it would touch on a lot of issues that like most other shows weren't doing. And I think that um, like you wouldn't have to worry about the cast because it's, it's a school. So, you know, it, it would, 
it wouldn't be weird that the cast wasn't there. But of course, you could still have some of them are teachers there, mm-hmm. or it's 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 like twenty years later. So now some of their kids could be attending this school because that that was a big thing about Hillman too. It was, it was a legacy school. Yeah. Um. And there you go. And 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 you know it it would be um. <laughs> Now is a good time to see what's happening on college campuses. I think. Yeah, I, I, I think there's, I think there's, I think there's lots of material, um, and 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 if it's well written, lots of perspectives um, that can be explored. Um, like as what is um, Grownish um, does that pretty well. That's the spinoff from Blackish, where because the daughter is going to college now, right? Yeah, um, and uh, and I see it being a lot like that. Yeah, it could work down. I mean, they would have to have at least a couple of the original characters. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a spinoff at all. It would just be another. It would just be this is a show at a college. But well, if they had like, if you consider the College of Hillman itself to be a character, yeah, yeah, I'm but it would <laughs> no, be better even, if they even, had yeah. like Dwayne and Dwayne and Whitney. Dwayne and Whitney got married, right? So have yeah, Dwayne they got married, yeah. and they were actually Dwayne. Dwayne became a professor there. And Whitney, I think, is is like part of the administration. Uh, who else? I can I can't remember her character name, but Don Lewis, I think, was still there. Sinbad can be back in some capacity, yeah, although he he left himself. a while. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's actually on a new sitcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think that any of them are like career wise are necessarily so busy that they they. You know, they, their other obligations couldn't do it, and again, they wouldn't—they wouldn't need to be. The, the, the show wouldn't be about them; it'd be about the students. But there's certainly places for them to show up. Again, like I said, their kids, all of their kids, could be going to Hillman, and so, you know, they 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 appear every few episodes. Yeah, and yeah, I've got. Um, oh, you say you had an honorable mention, right? I I do. Um, it's an honorable mention because I don't know if it would work. I want it to work, but I don't know that it could. Um, Night Court. Yeah. But I <laughs> don't... I, I, I feel like that show... That show needs a Harry. Yeah, Harry's and, gone. And, and Harry yeah. has passed away. I think... And, well, it, and if you replace him with... I don't know how you would replace him. Like... I don't know. It, it's the it's the it's the it's the Star Wars problem. Like you need someone who's enough like the previous incarnation to make the show familiar, but different enough that they're not just uh, recycling. So uh, you know you would have to give you'd have to make them equally quirky, but a different quirk. Yeah, and the, enough the, of the, and those characters, those actors themselves, like it, it wouldn't make sense really for those actors to for those characters to still be there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, the the one thing about a show like that is that you almost feel bad for the characters that they're still working the midnight shift. <laughs> exactly. As a, you know, like John Larroquette's character, Dan, Dan, you know, that he's still bottom of the barrel scraping for uh, for work to, to, to be a public defender at midnight at the courthouse, you know, stuff like the, that. Um, I, th- I believe... The series finale, um, like everybody got their like their dream job, and Bull got abducted by aliens. 
<laughs> I can't well, remember that. Abducted <laughs> is probably a strong term. He was invited and he accepted the invitation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like everybody got like this amazing promotion. So it wouldn't it really wouldn't make sense for those characters to be back. But this one would actually be a reboot if they if they did a fresh version of Night Court with new characters. That would be great. I would, I would, I'm in. I'm in. That was the I thing with that. some of those old sitcoms is that you you had your characters doing a certain thing for however many years the show was on, and then all of a sudden in the last episode you want to change everybody's story so that you can give them a storybook. And they did that on Good Times. You remember? It's yeah. like uh, you know they live in the projects this whole time, and then all of a sudden in the last episode everybody's ship comes in, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and everybody's got this great job and they're buying a house and all this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. So, well, their lives were shitty enough. They deserve something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve to have one episode where something went their way. All right. Um, I've got two more, but one of them is kind of an honorable mention. So I'll, I'll, I'll do this one first. Uh, uh, Frazier to go along with my, uh, my cheers reunion. Um, I didn't want to do them back to back, so I did the quantum leap first. But um, I would love to bring Frazier back, and they they are kind of rumored that they're going to bring Frazier back to do a season. But the new season of Frazier uh, that I would do would take place in Chicago because you know the the, the show took place in Seattle, but in the last episode, uh, Frazier went to Chicago to be with a woman, and um, in my series, he's he's no longer with the woman that he moved there to be with, but he stayed in Chicago. And in the first episode, we see that Frazier is having dinner with Niles and Daphne. And they've recently moved to Chicago because they wanted to be near to him after Martin passed away about a year before. So Frazier has some bad news to tell them. Uh, even though they've moved to Chicago, his station is being closed down and he has to move to New York to take over a new show. So they're all dealing with that. And then Frazier gets a visit from Frederick, who is his son. And his son is in his 20s now. Um, and he tells him that uh, he doesn't have to move because Frederick has recently uh, signed on several major sponsors for his startup podcast network. And he's inviting Frazier <laughs> to do a show on his network. <laughs> and as a bonus, he tells him that he has already hired Roz to uh, run the Chicago <laughs> office. Oh my goodness. So Frazier awesome. stays in Chicago, starts the Frazier Crane show as a podcast. But other than that, it's basically the same show, but without Martin. And, you know, it's a podcast instead of a radio show. And so that, that's how I would do that. Uh, that works. My other, my honorable mention, kind of honorable mention, is that um, is Monk. You, did you guys ever watch Monk? Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I loved. I, I, did, loved I didn't watch it religiously, but I've, I've seen several episodes. The show mm -hmm. ended because uh, Monk solved the most important case to him, which was the death of his wife, and uh, he found out that she had a she had a child that she she had had this child before she met him, and. Uh, so in that last episode, he meets this girl and, uh, as he's getting to know her and everything, his, his obsessions and his phobias kind of, he gets a, that a little bit of, under control, uh, with some of the stress from that case that he was trying to solve all those years was, was lifted. So in this new series that I would do, uh, he's still solving cases. He's a little bit calmer now, but he's still really quirky. Uh, he still works for Stottlemyre, still played by Ted Levine. 
and uh, and she he's married to uh, I think the character's name was TK, played by Virginia Madsen. They got married there in the last episode. Uh, she'd probably only be seen once or twice. His assistant is still Natalie, played by Trailer Howard. The story would be that Stottlemyre is forced to retire by a new department policy, and his replacement has no interest in using Monk's uh, services. So Stottlemyre decides to open a private detective agency and hire Monk to be his main investigator. And he also hires someone to act as uh, as muscle and do some bondsman-type work, and that character would be played by Bradley Whitford, uh, who played on the West Wing and the good guys and stuff. I think he'd, he'd be good in that character. So, and yeah, in that role. So that's how I would bring uh, Monk back to TV. So does anybody want to add anything else? Nope, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Did well, you honor- did you honorable mention? That that was my honorable mention. That was honorable mention. <laughs> I had a little more detail than an honorable mention, but <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like another pitch to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty well thought out. Uh well I wanted to throw it in there. You guys had run out, so I wanted to throw that one in there before I before I close everything out. But um all right, so I guess that's it for uh, this episode. Let me thank everybody for being here. Troy, thank you for being here. Thank you. And uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on the World War G podcast right here on Cosmic Potato, or you can uh, listen to all of the episodes at worldwarg.podbean.com. All right, and Virginia? Um, you can find my... Star Trek for Beginners blog at tocasuallygo.com and you can find my podcast with my boyfriend slash co-host Shane here on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. Wait, you've never seen. I don't know if you saw my I made a I made a comment on your <laughs> Facebook page last night. <laughs> you guys need to do a second podcast called Wait, you didn't like? <laughs> <laughs> Because I listened to your last episode where you talked about uh, Shaun of the Dead. And I was like, what? You didn't like it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate it. Yeah. I just, it, yeah. Well, I was saying, oh, I was telling Shane, like, oh, our Shaun of the Dead podcast came out yesterday. And he goes, wait, what? What? Shaun? De- wait, what? He thought I was talking that we were going to be doing a Walking Dead podcast. Because your name is Shaun. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not, that's not what happened. Nice. Uh, I would do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And John, where can people find you? Um, You can find me at uh, Captain Game Show, also on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network, where I do games. (laughs) And uh, and make sure. Not like by myself. I invite people. (laughs) (laughs) I create the games, and other people play the games. Usually. It's quite fun. <laughs> Sounds sinister. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, make sure you visit us at CosmicPotato.com and check out all of those shows. Uh, we have, and we have a few more to offer. One announcement that I want to make is that the show that we were doing for Simply Syndicated, uh, Simply Syndicated's Discovery After Show, is coming home to our network. So if you were listening to that last season... When the new season starts, and actually now, because we, we reviewed the, the the first mini Trek episode that came out last week, uh, it's going to be here on CosmicPotato.com, and it's just going to be called Discovery After Show, but you'll have to resubscribe because it's a whole new feed. So just go to wherever you normally 
uh, subscribe to shows, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever, and just put in Discovery After Show, and you should find us. And um, you can also subscribe to the network feed, and when you do that, you get every new episode of all of the shows on the network. So I recommend doing that. And just to dispel any possible rumors, nothing happened. There's no bad blood between <laughs> Cosmic Potato and Simply Syndicated or anything like that. It's just simply that when we started that show, uh, we just had a couple of shows here in the network, and we were uh, we were still growing, and we knew that Discovery was going to be a, good, a, a, a big show. We wanted to get the show out to as many people as possible. Simply Syndicated already had a name in the Star Trek podcast market. So we kind of partnered with them to be able to do the show there. But since then we've, we've grown, we've got a few more shows on the network. So we just want to do the show here and we're still going to have people from simply syndicated that will uh, come and guest on the after show as it goes along in the second season. So, so go on to uh, iTunes podcast addict uh, and, and look up uh, discovery after show. Our review of Runaway is there right now, so go ahead and, and download that. And other than that, thank everybody for listening, and be sure to join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast, when you might hear John say, Sometimes, I wonder if the mothers of imaginary creatures tell their kids to believe in themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can contact us by email at mail at cosmicpotato.com or send us a voicemail or text message to 205-642-8380. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for joining us for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Um, but that. Wow. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs>